Hello, everybody. Howdy. <laughs> Welcome to AYATAF. Episode three. Yes. Woo -woo. Oh, I just realized I have written in the episode title wrong. <laughs> That's okay, because people can't see that. Only me. Yeah, well, now you told them, so now they all know, though. So. Now they all know. I have episode 303 written, when really it's episode 203. 203. That's, okay. That's forward thinking, though. Looking forward to episode 303. Yes, I am. I'm manifesting another season. Yep. <laughs> oh, how Perfect. are you? I'm doing well. How about I guess we should tell people who we are. I'm Tyler Fowler, your your host. I'm Alex Francis, your friendly neighborhood sound engineer. <laughs> You're like Mr. Rogers, mm -hmm. but with sound. Totally. And not old. Maybe at heart. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, so we're here to talk about this week's episode, but first, I have to tell you something, Alex. What's up? I heard from Adam about last week's AYATAF, and uh -huh. he liked it. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I feel like I didn't really share with you that I was having a little bit of fear around our episode guests not appreciating that then you and I spend a little bit of time talking about them kind of <laughs> yeah. and airing it. Um, so I wanted to share with you that I received that feedback from him. Well, that's good. Cause it can be, it can definitely be an interesting position for them and for us as well. Mm -hmm. um, it's always an interesting line to walk, to share your experience around something or someone without, um, sharing in a way that compromises their privacy yeah totally especially when you're going into personal growth mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, okay the other thing i have to say before we dive into this week's episode is happy almost birthday oh thank you yeah it's almost here in four more hours <laughs> just under that actually yeah at the time of this recording you're less than four hours away from embarking on your wait how old are you turning 32. I think we did this a couple weeks ago. <laughs> did we? Did yeah, we record? Did we record it or were we just talking? It might have been when we were talking after one of the episodes cuz I remember being like, "Oh, this is the first time I've had to like stop and think and do mm -hmm. some quick math." So you're turning 32, which means that you're embarking on your 33rd year of life. Yep. Oh, wow. That's big. 33rd trip around the sun. 33rd always makes me think of Jesus. I could see that trinity and whatnot hopefully it'll end better for you the 33rd year than yeah. it did for him. <laughs> i would hope so <laughs> <laughs> i guess he did get resurrected though so there's that yeah, yeah you got to come back after three days <laughs> there again. There, yeah and i accidentally titled this episode 303 even though it's episode 203 so it's a theme <laughs> okay Let's talk about this week's episode. I am so interested that you texted me saying that this might be a short conversation because you didn't have much because number one, that was my fear around how all men would feel about this and how anyone who's not that interested in motherhood would feel about this. So thanks for reflecting that to me. And number two, because I feel like there's so much in here to talk about. There is a lot. Um, and it's not that like it weirds me out or i'm just not interested it's just very difficult to relate to it mm. well see that is what i think is like what makes this episode so valuable is because like 
it wasn't until this last year of my life that I knew that much about, well, the past couple of years that I knew that much about like babies and giving birth and like breastfeeding, but I've had some exposure to that um, uh, through like knowing people that are close to me that have babies and also working with my friend Francie Webb on her book about her experience having babies and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> it's much more than that, but there'll be an episode about that next week. But anyway, it's just mm -hmm. like, Hearing you say that there wasn't a lot to relate to, I'm kind of like, but that's the point. Like these experiences around motherhood and around womanhood are experiences that like roughly half the planet moves through. No, and I mean, like, that's, go ahead. That's so fascinating. It's true. And it's, and it's a good point to make. Um, and it's not that it's not powerful. It's not something you can't relate in a different manner i mean because it's about at the root of it it's about preparing another life to be independent mm. and but also being okay with yourself with letting that other life go like there's one moment specifically where crystal said um it, it was uh talking after the the day she left or while she was on the retreat saying that she felt like she had tougher days than mm. he did, mm -hmm. um, which is interesting. And having, <laughs> having a mom myself, I can see, <laughs> I can, I could understand that, I guess. Um, but I think it's something that's difficult. I wouldn't say difficult. It's something that's, that you can't fully appreciate until you've been in a similar situation and not in like a weaning off a baby, but even just being like a father to a newborn, I think I would yeah. have a little bit more appreciation for it. And again, it's not that I'm just completely baffled. Um, it's just a neat insight into something that I personally, as a man, will never have <laughs> to like do. And I don't mean to say that in a derogatory way by any means. But it's mm. Mm. I mean, yes, and ostensibly, you may have a partner at some point who will go through these things exactly, and like i i would I would via that partner go through these same situations or a similar situation, I guess, um but. <laughs> and the more you know about it and the more you've been already exposed to that experience, the better the level of support you'll be able to provide. That's true. That's a good point. I can't, <laughs> can't argue with that. Oh, that's so funny. This is not where I thought this conversation was really going to go. I thought we were just going to get on and talk about boobs. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we could. I have written down here boobs with three exclamation points. She did say boobs a lot. Well, I want to know... Okay, wait. Before I start just going down my list of notes that I made. Okay. I feel like you'll have more notes this time than I do. Yeah, I, I do. I, it's just scribbled all over my paper. I had to turn the page. Okay. <sighs> before we do that, what else? Is there anything that was super present for you or that did get activated for you in the process of listening to this? Or any, like, questions that were ignited for you? I guess I'm just like, did it spark anything? 
<laughs> and it's okay if the answer is no, I'm not going to be mad at you. I mean, I guess it, it, it could spark a little bit of like the relationship between myself and my mother and seeing how like, oh, this is what Crystal is dealing with with the child at this age and she's about to have another mm -hmm. and then to look at how you're not really you're not really severing you're severing a very specific physical connection when you stop breastfeeding yeah mm -hmm. but or when you give birth yeah well when you give birth i mean i guess i guess that's multiple <laughs> physical separations connections yeah separations that you're going through but while in, in each time that one of those physical separations occur you're in turn i would say strengthening um the your spiritual and emotional connection to one another um so i feel like it's important to sever those early physical connections mm. because you could actually like hamp mm, like dampen, that's not the word I'm looking for, hinder, there we go, hinder mm. the growth of those <laughs> emotional connections. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's pretty important. And with it, again, coming up, if there's any time that I would feel a more powerful connection with my mother, it would be around my birthday. Because mm -hmm. I always get that call at like 11 p.m. on my birthday. Oh, like, oh 32 years ago. <laughs> I what did she in say after that? Yeah. Just in labor, just tired. And your dad was watching the Masters. Oh my god, you know, that sort of thing. Oh boy. But it's nothing. Again, it's 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 all it's all sweet, and it's just again, it's it's us just sharing that connection that mm -hmm. is always going to be there, mm -hmm. and it's it's one of the strongest emotional connections is as long as. There's no detrimental elements to that relationship, I guess. It's one of the strongest relationships and emotions mm. you can have with another human. I think for better or for worse, the relationship probably with your mother is one of the most formative of your life, whether your mother is present in your life or not. You know? Absolutely. It's so... Oof. It's... it's. I mean, it's biological. <laughs> Freud made a career out of it. Like, mm, mm -hmm. it's, it's, you're, you're right on the money there. Well, I was actually I was actually thinking before. We, that's so funny that you say you have so many notes and things you wanted to bring up because I was I was thinking before going into this, I was like, I kind of want to turn this on its head and ask Tyla to say like what she was, what was present for for you and mm. what you felt during this episode. Look, we're so in sync, you mm -hmm. and I. Yep. Um. All right, let me look at my notes here. All right. Well, it's interesting for me that I already was having a fear. I didn't have this fear come up when Crystal and I recorded the episode. When we recorded the episode, I was like, this is amazing. Um, mm -hmm. However, between then and now, I think I've gotten further from that energy just because I hadn't re-listened to it until today. And then I was like, oh my God, this episode is amazing. <laughs> but in that distance from it, I really did have a fear come in around like every person with a penis is going to automatically turn this off. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean to be exclusive in that language, but that is where my fear was currently located. It was around a very traditional idea of 
who men are. <laughs> and it's a reasonable fear to have. Yeah, but then I was listening the, to it. Yeah, go ahead. Given. I was just going to say, given given the, the journey yeah, I guess that this episode was about. That's the thing that's, that's so present for me is like, we're talking about breastfeeding, right? Mm-hmm. However, that's not really what we're talking about. Like if I was listening exactly. to the episode and I was like, oh my God, I am just talking about my romantic relationship this entire episode. I am using Crystal's breastfeeding experience as a proxy that supports me in understanding my own experience with the masculine in my life. It's good. Yeah. I wondered when you, when I start talking about the masculine and the feminine, do you understand that language or do you check out or do you, I mean, and I don't mean check out as a bad thing. Sometimes just when we don't actually understand the, what's being said we just tune out you know <laughs> i mean i i feel like i do but do you mean like your personal division there or like like the masculine and the feminine around you mm-hmm. yeah it's it's challenging concepts to they are challenging concepts to define i feel which is something that's interesting for me in creating the show so i believe that <clears throat> there are there's like masculine and feminine energy or light and dark energy. You know, it's like this, it's the yin and the yang. Yeah. And that everything has both of these components and that things really function at their best when these components are in balance. You know, so like when my inner masculine and my inner feminine are in balance, then I am the happiest, most magnetic version of myself. But like in my relationship with Matt, we like externalize it. I see how a lot of ways like the wounded masculine energies that I picked up from my father are reflected to me sometimes through Matt. Hmm. See, it's like this big, big thing. And I, you know, sometimes I just slip into talking about things and I listening back to this, I did have the question when I talk about masculine and feminine, instead of talking about traditionally, you know, people would talk about men and women. That's not really a construct that works for me because things are so much more fluid now. And, you know, it's not a dualistic spectrum. So I don't really like that. But to talk about masculine and feminine energies, I guess in a more spiritual sense, does that have any resonance for you? No, it does. And it makes makes perfect sense. I mean, Mm -hmm. um, you have to be in touch with both of those sides of yourself and something something like talking about breastfeeding or listening to two people talk about it can help you relate to that at least from my perspective that other side of myself Mm-hmm. great that's all I needed to know you're with me yeah I am <laughs> I should have just asked, are you with me? All right, let me see what else I have written down here. Okay. Did you have anything come up around? I was really present to how Crystal and I were talking about a lot of the inborn senses that we have, like intuition and these abilities for nonverbal communication. Um, you know, and I believe that humans, 
as a general rule, have so many more innate abilities than most of us have ever even begun tapping into. I was wondering if like hearing Crystal talk about intuition or hearing us talk about any of that sparked anything for you. Yeah, I could, I could say so. Um, that's so funny. Your last answer, you were like, what could have been sparked? And just now you're like, I could say so. <laughs> I'm very, I guess I'm very tentative today. I don't know. I'm not sure of myself well, in this conversation. Um, mm, mm-hmm. Thank you for being here despite that. No, it's okay. I mean, I'm present. I'm just not. Yeah. Um, I'm a little tired too. Could you repeat the question? <laughs> I don't know what it was at this point. Hang on, let me. Oh, okay. we were talking about inborn intuition, senses, intuition, like intuition, and inborn, yeah, like nonverbal communication, mm-hmm. stuff that human bodies can do if only we knew how to tune into those talents. Yeah, and I think I think some people are are better at that, and some people aren't. I mean, you can every day you probably run into people that you can tell are more in tune with those like inborn senses that intuition that like empathy mm-hmm. things like that, that that while it's about they're about you and your senses they seem to help you relate and compare yourself with others better if that makes sense mm-hmm. so would you call yourself intuitive? I guess that might be what I'm really yeah. getting at. Yeah, I, I think I would. Uh-huh. Or I would try and stop <laughs> using this, this language that I'm using. It's interesting how we distance ourselves from what we're saying with extra words sometimes. It is. That is odd. <laughs> okay, let's see. I guess I don't want to be, like, declarative about it. Like, I don't want to seem like, oh, yes, I'm so intuitive. Like, I, I feel like maybe it makes it less aggressive to use words like I think and I could or something fascinating yeah so what you just said is that you're not comfortable being declarative about who you believe you are which is weird to say because I'm fully comfortable with who I am yeah and I've got no problem with it I just Uh don't ever want to like and I guess it comes from a stance of like I don't ever want to feel like I'm being like braggadocious mm-hmm. yeah. or like seem make make people think that I feel like I'm more important than others. So yeah. I think that's why I use this type of language. Well, it's interesting because you also said that you didn't want to come off as aggressive, which is a word that first of all, makes me think back to Adam's episode when he called himself, when he said maybe he's a little bit more dangerous now than he used to be. So that's an interesting little connection. And I've been thinking a lot about that energy. And I think there's such a fine line between being assertive and aggressive and some being assertive is something to really value. But I think a lot of times mm-hmm. in out of fear of being perceived as aggressive, a lot of people have forgotten how to assert themselves. Yeah, and that that makes total sense. I mean, no nobody wants to step on. There's there's people out there, and I would say a majority don't want to step on others' toes, and so they stop themselves from, like you said, being assertive. Like they take too many steps back. 
Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And it's really funny to say there's a fine line between being assertive and aggressive because I've always said there's a fine line between cocky and confidence. Mm, and I feel like those, those say it's the same thing, right? Yeah, that you don't want to come off. You want to be relatable in your mm-hmm. confidence. You want your confidence to be welcoming, mm-hmm. and you don't mm. want to. You don't want to use. You don't want to be cocky or aggressive because those are. What's the word I'm looking for? Those are just emotions. No, I don't know. Actions, portrayals of yourself that aren't inviting to other people. Well, yeah, they're based in fear. They're based in fear of your own inadequacy, usually. There we go. Yep. That's the words. It's interesting, though, because, you know, I know you on a personal level, and I want to see you assert yourself in the world. So I'll reflect to you language from now on if you're okay with that. That's fine. (laughs) I'm okay with that. I love that this little A-Y-A-T-A-F is just getting deeper and deeper down a rabbit hole of I'm not sure what it's going to be yet, but I like it. It's it's transformative for sure. I mean, it's going to grow with, with everything. And I mean, you'll see these journeys that the guests go on each week and that you go on with them. And then it kind of transitions to how we perceive and can use your guests journey and hopefully this is something that the listeners are doing as well but they can listen to and reflect on the guest journey and apply it to their own life and their own being Mm -hmm. that's my biggest well that's my like actual surface kind of goal then my second underlying goal is that then they'll use this conversation that you and i have and the monday night raw podcast in order to learn how to deepen their own processing so that Mm -hmm. they can like get more and more from the content as we go along. Exactly. Which is kind of what you just said. It's just another layer. No, it's fun. Mm. Um, and it's it's even more interesting when episodes come up like this one with Crystal and waning off her baby that I'm not necessarily, I don't want to say uncomfortable with, but I can't find a better word to use for it. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm not like, ooh, gross, breastfeeding. Like I don't care. Whatever. It's natural. <laughs> That's it's it's beautiful. It, it's it's great for both parties involved. But it helps to tap into something that you wouldn't necessarily have tapped into in your everyday in my everyday life. Um, and mm-hmm. hopefully, again, that's something that like if you if you have other listeners that may not. As you said, you, you were scared that every male listener is going to listen to this and just immediately cut it off once they hear what it's about. But <laughs> that's, a, that's a more polite version of what I said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, it would be great if that didn't happen because there's still opportunity for growth. I'd say there's even more opportunity for personal growth in addressing something that you're uncomfortable with mm. as opposed to listening and addressing something that you can relate to much easier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So maybe that's what this episode of A-Y-A-T-A-F is about, is learning to relate to things that make you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what life is about, I feel like. There's well, a, that's true. There's a little, there's an oracle deck I have, and there's a card that I have drawn a few times out of there. And actually, the last time I drew a card for Crystal, this is the card that I drew for her, which is fascinating since we're talking about her episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, the card is called Being with Discomfort. Huh, that is pretty. It's like, hang on, I'm going to read the thing. Okay. Because that feels appropriate. I'm going to bang around for a second here while I find it. 
all right, when this comes out Friday or sometime next week on social media, I will post a photo of this card so that anyone who wants to see the artwork can see it. Okay, so this is from the Soulful Woman deck, which was created by Shushan. Oh my, this is a name. Shushan Movesian and Gemma Summers. Okay. So, it says, yeah, <laughs> I probably butchered it. If you look up Soulful Woman guidance cards, you'll find it. We apologize is, if you're listening. Yeah, if you are listening, know that I love you and that your deck is one of my favorite decks in the whole world. And I would love to know how to say your name correctly, so feel free to reach out and let me know. Here's hoping you get an email next week. <laughs> okay, so the card says it's called Being with Discomfort. Beneath any pain I may feel, my soul essence awaits me. When I am stirred up, hurt, or thrown off balance, I resist running away from my tears or anger. Instead, I allow myself to sink deeper and deeper within myself, and a shift inevitably takes place. I reach my inner light, pure and luminous, still there, still intact. It is as pure as the day I was born, shining, resilient, brilliant like a diamond. At times of discomfort, I courageously seek my soul essence, which is clear, pure, and luminous. Hmm. Well, that's that. That is that. It doesn't pertain as closely to... Well, it's interesting because I think the message is so gorgeous. And if you listen to this week's Monday Night Raw, most of it actually is about me sitting in discomfort and anxiety, but kind of a much more mild form, just like kind of with you around this topic. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like a kind of mild discomfort. And I'm starting to believe that sometimes that can be the most illuminating experience. Yeah, I, I'd agree that things that make us uncomfortable and Conflict breeds growth, I think. Mm. Mm -hmm. Maybe also awareness. Conflict yeah. breeds growth and awareness. Yeah, totally. I like that. I'm going to write that down, Alex. Do it. <laughs> All right. I think that, um, well, my only other question is <laughs> around, it's about boobs. Okay. So you got my interest. <laughs> <laughs> He's back, ladies and gentlemen. No, he never left. He's been here the whole time. Yep. Um, well, I guess that kind of answers my question. I have never really understand, understood men's fascination with boobs. And I feel like really in watching Crystal breastfeed, being her friend, you know, and um, been listening to her talk about it. I'm like, you know, I think maybe I understand that now. And I'm wondering if you have any weird feelings around that. As I say <laughs> it, I'm like, talk about uncomfortable. <laughs> so you want me to talk about the male's attraction <laughs> to, towards, boobs. to boobs. And I okay. want to know if you think it has anything to do with the fact that you were like suckled early in life. I think a, yeah, that's probably a big part of it. But I think another part of it is that they inherently represent womanhood and therefore motherhood and so uh, 
it has to be some sort of, again, to bring up Freud, it has to have something <laughs> to do with seeing like comfort there. Mm-hmm. And while, of course, there is the sexual nature, it I I do believe that there's a much more primal response there mm-hmm. that has to that has to. While I don't think I I, I don't I don't want to say this and attribute anything to anybody, but I don't think men would say, "Oh yeah, it has to do with comfort," and it reminds me of my mom. That's that's weird. I don't. Yeah, I don't no think. One I, say that. Yeah, nobody would say that. <laughs> however, but, however, I do think there's more. There's much more comfort on the mind there than we probably give them credit for. Mm-hmm. And so give maybe, the boobs maybe, credit for yeah, it? give the boobs credit for. <laughs> boobs deserve more credit. I mean, boobs are fun. Let's all be honest here. We're all adults. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, we are. Right? If, if you're a child listening to this, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> we should have warned you at the top. We're, we apologize. No, even children deserve to know that boobs are fun. That's true, because you'll learn eventually. They already know. They're the ones, you know, laying on them. And, That's okay. true. Yeah. And now we're just digressing. Uh, let's well, get off, we shall we? Okay. Off yes. of the recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, devolved. I know, it really did. Um, Okay, everybody, thanks for joining us for this wacky conversation. And Mm -hmm. if you would like to support us in cultivating our audience, male and female and everyone in between, you can... Oh, sorry, I think I just got worried about inclusive language. My throat started to close up. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's anything we have to worry about here is inclusive language. I know, I know, but some people, you know, it's a very activating subject for some people. You're right. So I want to be fully inclusive. Anyone who's out there listening, who's enjoying what they hear, we would love, love, love if you would go to iTunes and rate and review us because it really helps. And follow us on social media, A Year Ago Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and then you also should follow Alex's improv troupe, which is called the Bunker Dogs. And what are the handles for that, Alex? Oh gosh, they're different on every social media platform. <laughs> okay, just, so just, just go to our Google websites. The Bunker Bunker Dogs. Yeah, just Bunker Dogs Improv. Google that. It should be the first thing that pops up. Yes. All right. Yeah. So is that everything? Is there anything else you want to say? Um, no, I think we covered more than I figured we would. I knew it. I knew we would. Yep. <laughs> All right. Until next time. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.